Section 29 of the Underground Railroad, Part 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Underground Railroad, Part 3, by William Still. Section 29. Alfred Holland, George and Charles N. Rogers. The loss of this party likewise falls on Maryland. With all the efforts exerted by slaveholders, they could not prevent the Underground Railroad from bringing away passengers. Alfred was twenty-eight years of age, with sharp features, dark color, and of medium size. He charged one Elijah J. Johnson, a commissioner of Baltimore County, with having deprived him of the fruits of his labor. He looked fully into his master's treatment of him, and had come to the conclusion that it was wrong in every respect, for one man to make another work, and then take all his wages from him. Thus decided, Alfred, desiring liberty, whereby he could do better for himself, felt that he must took out and make his way to Canada. Nevertheless, he admitted that he had been treated pretty well compared with others. True, he had not been fed very well. Elijah, his master, was an old man with a white head, tall and stout, and the owner of fifteen head of slaves, at the same time a member of St. John's Church. Alfred had treasured up the sad remembrance against him of the sale of his mother from him when a little boy, only three years old. When he was then too young to have retained her features in his memory, the fact had always been a painful one to reflect upon. George was twenty-six years of age, stout, long-faced, and of dark complexion. He looked as though he might have eagerly grasped education if the opportunity had been allowed him. He too belonged to Elijah J. Johnson, against whom he entertained much more serious objections than Alfred. Indeed, George did not hesitate to say with emphasis that he neither liked his old master, mistress, nor any of the family. Without recording his grievances in detail, a single instance will suffice of the kind of treatment to which he objected, and which afforded the pretext for his becoming a patron of the Underground Railroad. It was this, said George. I went into the cornfield and got some corn. This made my master and mistress very mad, and about it Dr. Franklin Rogers, my young mistress's husband, struck me some pretty heavy blows, and knocked me with his fist, etc. Thus George's blood was raised, and he at once felt that it was high time to be getting away from such patriarchs. It was only necessary to form a strong resolution and to start without delay. There were two others who, he believed, could be trusted, so he made known his intentions to them and finding them sound on the question of freedom, he was glad of their company. For an emergency, he provided himself with a pair of pistols and a formidable-looking knife, and started, bent on reaching Canada, determined at least not to be taken back to bondage alive. Charles was twenty-four years of age, a very dark-colored individual, and also belonged to said Johnson. Charles was well acquainted with his old master and mistress, and made very quick work of giving his experience. After hearing him, from the manner in which he expressed himself. No one could doubt his earnestness and veracity. His testimony ran substantially thus. For the last three years I have been treated very hard. In the presence of the servants, old Johnson had me tied, stripped, and with his own hands flogged me on the naked back shamefully. The old mistress was cross too. It was some time before the smarting ceased, but it was not long ere the suffering produced very decided aspirations to get over to John Bull's dominions. He resolved to go at all hazards. 
in order that he might not be surprised on the underground railroad without any weapons of defense determined as he was to fight rather than be dragged back he provided himself with a heavy leaden ball and a razor they met however with no serious difficulty save from hard walking and extreme hunger in appearance courage and mother wit this party was of much promise arrival from kent county eighteen fifty seven samuel benton john alexander james henry and samuel turner these passengers journeyed together from the land of whips and chains sam benton was about twenty-six years of age medium size pretty dark color and possessed a fair share of intelligence he understood very well how sadly slavery had wronged him by keeping him in ignorance and poverty he stated as the cause of his flight that william campbell had oppressed him and kept him closely at hard labor without paying him and at the same time did not give him half enough to eat and no clothing john alexander was about forty-four years of age a man of ordinary size quite black and a good specimen of a regular cornfield hand why did you leave john said a member of the committee he coolly replied that handy his master was named george handy got hold of me twice and i promised my lord that he should never get hold of me another time of course it was the severity of these two visitations that made john a thinker and an actor at the same time the evil practices of the master produced the fruits of liberty in john's breast james henry the third passenger was about thirty-two years of age and quite a spirited-looking article a few months before he fled he had been sold at which time his age was given as only twenty he had suffered considerably from various abuses the hope of canada however tended to make him joyful the system of oppression from which these travellers fled had afforded them no privileges in the way of learning to read all that they ever known of civilization was what they perchance picked up in the ordinary routine of the field notice of the fourth passenger unfortunately is missing arrival from baltimore county eighteen fifty seven elizabeth williams elizabeth fled in company with her brother the winter previous to her arrival at the philadelphia station although she reached free land the severe struggle cost her the loss of all her toes four days and nights out in the bitter cold weather without the chance of a fire left them a prey to the frost which made sad havoc with their feet especially particularly elizabeth's she was obliged to stop on the way and for seven months she was unable to walk elizabeth was about twenty years of age chestnut color and of considerable natural intellect although she suffered so severely as the result of her resolution to throw off the yoke she had no regrets at leaving the prison-house she seemed to appreciate freedom all the more in consequence of what it cost her to obtain the prize in speaking of the life she had lived she stated that her mistress was good enough but her master was a very bad man his name was samuel ward he lived in baltimore county near wrightstown elizabeth left her mother four brothers and one sister under the yoke mary cooper and moses armstead eighteen fifty seven mary arrived from delaware moses from norfolk virginia and happened to meet at the station in philadelphia mary was twenty years of age of a chestnut color usual size and well disposed she fled from nathaniel hearn an alderman mary did not find fault with the alderman but she could not possibly get along with his wife this was the sole cause of her escape moses was twenty-four years of age of a chestnut color a bright-looking young man he fled from norfolk virginia having been owned by the estate of john halters nothing but the prevailing love of liberty in the breast of moses moved him to seek his freedom he did not make one complaint of bad treatment end of section twenty nine recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida